the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. Welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the chill 3rd edition rule set. And of course we are based in the Chicago land world. My name is Nora. I will be your sweet little baby chill master who was a little bit confused last episode. And your players are... Anna playing Mavis. Robert playing Wesley Hung. Branson playing Pikeville Sanchez. Derek's playing Father Frank Flanagan. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for long. Um, the late father. The late father. <laughs> oh, we would also like to thank Tim over at tabletopaudio.com for, for providing all of today's wonderful ambient and music tracks. Except the intro and outro theme, of course. That was written and created by Anna here. On the site, tabletopaudio.com, there, there is tons of free tabletop RPG music to use at your weekly game night or for your podcast. Thanks again to TabletopAudio.com. We're uh, going to pick up right, kind of like right where we were, except it's going to be like a, a zoomed out shot. Um, you guys are like stumbling out of the front door of this hotel, um, kind of covered in sweat. Uh, what do you guys all say to each other? You guys haven't really said anything since you guys have woken. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that at all. <laughs> I don't even say anything to you guys. I just walk away. I'm gonna go find Charles. They are. Uh, they are all three of them are standing outside of the van, just staring at the hotel. You guys were in. As Wesley steps out, like you can't see any emotion on his face because he's wearing his mask now, but you definitely see like water coming out from underneath of his mask, mm-hmm. just kind of dripping. And I just beeline straight to, like, I, Grandma's still there then. Yeah. So I beeline straight to where he was at. Just go, Darian, Darian he, he's alive! Is he? Alive? He was in the Where's Frank? Him and Darian both got sucked through some kind of portal thing in there. We have to find them. We, gotta get, we have to go back in. Uh, so they, was it a portal? Because from, from what we were looking at, the whole building was shaking. I don't know. I they disappeared. They just went through. It looked like a portal. Oh, no. 
Well. For the first time in a long time, Grim doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks down and he's like kind of holding his hands, kind of rubbing, rubbing them. He just doesn't know what to say. I grab Grim. No, like, <laughs> on the inside and kind of, like, jelly shake him. Just yeah. like, Wesley's just so frantic right now. He's yeah. so emotional. He just... You have to help! I... What do we do? I don't know what to do! He just kind of lets you have your moment, and uh, he, like, puts his hands on your shoulder. What we'll do, my friend, is we'll save them gonna be dangerous and if you guys don't want to say anything else this scene's gonna kind of yeah, zoom ahead I don't want to say anything else okay uh you guys all ride Not that I've said anything in the first place <laughs> you guys ride back to the HQ and all the remaining people are kind of circled around the tables in the middle in the back past the bullpen um and everyone's kind of hushed quiet uh Roman standing behind Ni- uh, Naomi just his head down hands behind his back uh Naomi's doing a similar thing Dax is like nervously tapping on the table. Charles is just like pacing. Uh, Richard is just like head, like his hands are on the table and his hand, head is in his hands. Um, and Grim is just standing behind him with his hands behind his back. And you three are there and you're kind of at the front of the table. And uh, Sarah is sitting next to Pykel, in between Pykel and Wesley. Their hands just resting nicely on the table, and she is just kind of staring off. Not really. She's not even in her trances or anything. She's just kind of there. And then Charles speaks up, because it's been quiet for about a few minutes. No one's really said anything. What's the fucking plan, eh? What's we doing? Are we going to go fucking rescue him? We're just going to sit here. Of course we're going to go fucking rescue him. (laughs) What's what's the plan? What What you guys... You guys have to do it. What's your plan? I'll go and do whatever. I just... I need to know what to do. Pykel? We can create a device. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> About tracking specters and all that stuff. When you say create a device, uh, Sarah kind of like comes out of her... Her like... Her zone and out she goes... What if we take your device and combine it with the art and use that to create our own? Yes. Who knows what happens when we go through it, but we could send you three in and you could maybe rescue them. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Some time's gonna pass here. About a week or so. Mm-hmm. You and Sarah are fucking just building and like everyone's helping you where they can. Uh, Roman helps you with a lot of just lifting things. He can yeah. just like lift crazy shit. So him and Wesley like yeah. hold up equipment. Um, <clears throat> and you put together this like weird like sci-fi portal. And uh, and you, you head to house for this crystal Sarah has. Mm-hmm. And Sarah places the crystal inside it. And for the past few days, as you've been working, she's also just been kneeling beside it. Just, like, doing things with her hands. And and it keeps changing colors. 
Uh, what are you doing, Mavis? Do you do anything, or are you just quietly standing there? I think I'm gonna talk to Steven. Uh, and ask him if he's ever dealt with anything like this before. Because I feel like he has the most research done in the, um, field of monsters, you know? Okay. Because he was a scientist. Sure. Um, ask your question to him, he's in his lab. Okay. So, crazy stuff happening. There's always crazy stuff happening. Have you ever dealt, like, with anything like have, this before? I have not. I have not dealt with, uh, the... the portals. I focus, focus on the, uh, more physical, like the vampires, uh, uh, werewolves, um, specters were more, uh, Draz's fields in the team, so... That was his uh, M.O., as he would say. But uh, I do not know how to help. I have provided all of my knowledge to Sarah and Michael that I can, but... And, uh, I mean, what use is an old man when you're uh, lifting and building things, you know? Right. Uh, do you think there's more out there? There's more as what? People. You were gone. Darian was gone. Yes, I saw you. Uh, you parents are there still I mean I'm sure there there was a lot of people in ZHQ I imagine that is uh, survivors we just have to find them and collect them but don't worry and he puts a hand on your shoulder we'll find him and just as he says that the the lab doors kind of like slide open and um Pico walks in just covered in grease and you have and it's finished it's it's ready to be activated. You haven't activated it yet. Okay. But so, do we know that for sure it works? No. Oh, great. <laughs> no. <laughs> we maybe just created a portal that sucks in the entire world. Could. <laughs> we could. <laughs> could launch us out to fucking space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go. Do you bring your pets? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I do. All right, and you're all strapped and up Mordecai like you were before. Is armored to the teeth, man. He's <laughs> good up. to go. <laughs> um. Straight up, they put the portal, and uh, everyone, there's people that want to go with you, but they need to stay and make sure that's, you know. There's a way, there's a place to come back. To. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to have a Dax and Wesley chat. Before Michael comes find you, when he's putting the last preparations, you're sitting at a table, and uh, Dax kind of hops up on the seat next to you. You saw him, huh? Yeah. He's yeah. alive. As far as I can tell, yeah. And he like cry he cries a little bit. Um You got you gotta go get him. He'd do it for us. Is he sitting right next to me or is he across from me? Right next to you. Right next to me. I, I put my arm around his shoulder. And yeah, I'm well enough also. This is very emotional for like, don't he, worry, I'll, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna bring it back. Uh, he, you guys kind of push away from the hug, and he just gives you, like, a little, like, knuckle punch on the shoulder. Goes, Give him hell, Wesley. You know I will. Don't don't forget Frank. Well, I won't. He's my teammate. He's, I need him, also. He's, like, he's been one of my only friends. I know. He's, he's my friend, also. Don't worry. We got this. I hope. I'll be here. Manning the portal until you get back. Make sure we got something to come back to. Please. You got it. And just then, you hear Pykele scream, It's Freddy! 
<laughs> you fucking did it! <laughs> fucking genius, you did it! <laughs> I'm a genius. Yeah. So fucking smart. Come on, everybody, come see how smart I am. <laughs> you're all standing out of the portal, kind of like in every sci-fi movie, when, like, you're just about... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dax goes, all right, I'll punch it. And he, like, pulls this lever. And in a similar portal that you saw before from that portal, except you saw it before, except it has, like, this purple sheen to it. Um, and it's, like, and almost immediately you see something try and hit it, like, go through it, and it just kind of bounces off like a bird and just gets launched backwards. Yeah, you don't, couldn't really tell what it was. It was kind of, like, just amalgamation of, of limbs and stuff but and then nothing else you don't see anything else go at it but you just see this just desolate gray land and in the distance you see like a, a ruined city kind of okay. Dax goes I don't know how long we can keep this up and the lights start flickering mm -hmm. <laughs> it's now or never so, jump through well hold up how are we going to contact people to get back out <laughs> Let's say there's contact and like how Dex we goes, navigate ourselves. Can we shut it down? Dex goes, hey. Oh fuck, you jumped through, didn't you? Yep. yep. She's oh, already through. God this. damn it. But just before you, you guys are about to hop through, Dex goes, Grim's working on a way. Okay. Okay. He doesn't know how yet, but he has an idea. Because okay. you haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. Okay. And well, Mavis is through. I'm, I'm. I trust you. <laughs> Alright. I just grab my it. chain in hand and brush. Yeah, Mordecai's with you. All, all of our like, yep. usual equipment. As you guys hop through, the world goes black. Frank, um, when you were pulled through initially, um, you were kind of thrown on the ground. You rolled a little bit, um, and you heard, like, your left arm definitely cracked. Oh, no. And it's definitely broken, but it's not puncturing the skin. You're not bleeding. Okay. It's just, like, it must have been, like, a hairline fra fracture. Like, it, it hurts, but what do you do? You're just kind of laying on the ground and... All around you, you just hear like a... Do a quick, quick, quick look around of my surroundings because I'm in hell, probably. <laughs> it's not traditional as hell as you describe it. It looks similar to Earth in the way that, like, the sky is blue. Um, except that it's like, there's like, there's a lot of clouds. If this is a different planet, it's a similar in style and you can breathe fine. The air is a lot thicker. And it's almost like you're just kind of like standing in like a pile of soup. Think of how the most hum humid Illinois day times twenty. Ew. It's I'm like melting. Yeah, oh, and it's not. And it's, and it's also weird. It's also not incredibly hot. It's like your senses are on fire. You don't understand it. That's fair. Um, and you kind of push yourself up, self up, and you kind of find your cane and you grab it and you stabilize yourself. And all around you are these. You see, just like off in the distance, these all these heads torn turn towards you, of just different things you've seen in books, um, and then you see a couple things that you swear have only been in your nightmares, and then they they like about they all start running at you. Though I walk through the valley of the <laughs> shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And then stand up. <laughs> and just before, like they're about thirty feet from you, all around you, and you hear you hear that voice, that female voice say, "Stop." And they all kind of just like stop, and the ones that don't get fucking thrown. <laughs> and it parts, and she breaks away, and she's again like all smoldery like she was before. She goes, This one's. This one's his. 
Captain? Captain Gerald? Pull him in. And, uh, just then, this giant, like, the specter just kind of swoops at you and just picks you up and it goes black. Alright. The first thing you will remember when you wake up is you're sitting at this desk in this chapel. And you look down and your hands aren't wrinkled and your leg doesn't hurt. Um, and you look down at, a, at this, this calendar and it says, Year of Our Lord, 1996. You hear like a door open and say, Father, they're ready for you. And the door opens and you walk out to this pavilion of people of all different colors and um, everything, different walks of life. And uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot for a sermon. That's fine. You, you would, you. You'd give a sermon. Even though you did me, I'm not going to do you dirty. I'd give you a sermon. Uh, they, you're obviously going to have a sermon and you kind of blink. And in the back of your head, you have this faint feeling of like, of your friends, of like, the last thing you remember is, you know, sacrificing yourself. And then you try to remember, and, you, and it's just gone. And then you blink a few more times, and it, things are falling from you. And you feel spry, like you're young. Very nice. Like, this is like 25 years ago for you, I think. Um, and you're in your body, and your father. Uh, Mavis. Yep. Um, you were shaken awake. Um, and you feel like you're moving, like in a vehicle maybe. And you look to your left, and sitting next to you um, is Lucas. And uh, you look around really confused. Like, where, where the hell am I? I was, yeah. I just jumped through a portal. And then, piece by piece, it starts to disappear. And you're blinking and you're trying really hard to think. And you don't remember anything. And the last thing you remember is your parents dying and you going on this trip with Lucas uh, out to California, which uh, you did. Yeah. You did this trip uh, in real, in your real character's life. Um, you traveled a bunch with your friends and you look around and you remember that you're in the back seat of the, your Mercedes Benz uh, that you guys rented. And you remember you're on a summer vacation with the two friends, Jules and Lucas, your two best friends in the whole damn world. And uh, Jules, just awful boyfriend that decided to tag along. Um, you click on your phone, just uh, absentmindedly to check it, and it's currently 6 p.m., uh, June 27th. Uh, your gaze is drawn out uh, to the windows as you see this dark desert all around you and uh, just the highway spreading out from both directions, from forward before you. And you, like, look up ahead and you see this building. It's like this old castle wall, like old monastery. Think of, like, um, uh, more of, like, the Hispanic style, you uh -huh. know, like, back like, a, like the Alamo style you know what I mean like yeah. adobe brick yeah. yes and uh it looks really run down like you probably couldn't even walk on the walls but just from far away you see that and you see this huge massive hotel with lights and a chapel right next to it um and you guys are about you know seven miles away from it it's pretty in the distance it's pretty pretty far um and you guys feel really dizzy and as you pass you see a sign that says gas food and hotel reroom I say Lucas you're alive and then as you say that you blink and you don't remember anything that happened in the past four the past four years. And he goes, Alive? Yeah, maybe I've always been alive. I, I guess and he gives I'm, you a shove. I'm confused. I may, I just had a dream, I guess. We all have dreams, don't we? And he <laughs> He goes, I'm tired all of a sudden. How are you guys feeling? I'm kind of dizzy. Dizzy? Why are you dizzy? I, I don't know. And just as uh, 
you hear like a chuckle and you see Chad, Jewel's boyfriend, he fucking flicks a, a cigarette out of the window and he goes, <laughs> and then you hear Jewel kind of like, she fucking punches him in the arm, she's driving. She goes, I wish you wouldn't do that, Chad, it's illegal. And then the smell of like the marijuana hits your, hits you. Um, and it's not like you're high or anything, you just smell yeah. it. And you hear a soft chuckle and you glance back over to Luke and he's smiling warming at, warmly at you. And you're taken back to the first time you met Lucas. Do you remember that first time, Mavis? Yeah, I do. Um, we were, it was in between classes, and I was super confused. Um, I was trying to find some sort of class, and uh, Lucas, who had been there for a year already, uh, ran into me and uh, he told me where to go and it made him late. So as you're standing there like looking at your map of where the hell to go, you're so confused. Um, you feel a presence stand next to you. He didn't even hear him come. You didn't hear this the person come up. Yeah. And you just see them kind of feel him looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I just look at him. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see the most beautiful man you've ever seen. His, his chiseled jaw chiseled face he has this brown layered hair and it's currently pulled back into this view this like this tight ponytail um, and he pushes his blue rimmed glasses onto his nose and he smiles just the sweetest smile at you it's right over there i can walk you to it it's going that way and he would head you that way and he's actually going in this for the same class as you oh and uh the class goes as normal and you guys come out and you're, he kind of walks back up to you. And just as he does, your stomach makes this like really loud growl that everyone hears. Awesome. And you go, you say awesome? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, and he laughs. He goes, I'm hungry too. I just ordered a pizza to go into my dorm. You want to come? We can fucking have some pizza? Yeah. Shit. He jumps up and then he like extends his hand to you. He goes, I never introduced myself. My name's Lucas. Mavis. He goes, Mavis? I like you. You're weird. I'm weird? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he laughs and he goes, let's go. And then as you guys go into uh, his dorm room, he grabs the pie from the guy he meets him just, just a nick of time. Um, he grabs the pie and he places it in the dorm room as you guys walk in. He goes, my roommate bailed on me last week, so it's just me here now. Uh, and he says as he, he pops on this record, and the scratchy music pours out of the speakers. Um, and he grabs a slice and takes a huge bite, and with this greasy mouthful, he goes, Mavis, I fucking love this song. And just, and as you guys, he starts singing. He's just like dancing around you, kind of like he's just like, um, and, and you're kind of getting this feeling that he's, he's kind of feminine. Did you hear? On a dark desert highway, a cool wind in my hair. Warm smell of Kalitas rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, I saw a shimmering light. My head grew heavy, my sight grew dim, and to stop for the night. And just as he finishes that last line, he supernaturally fast runs up to you, and like his eyes are all crazy. He goes, No, no, and then it cuts off, and you're slammed back to reality as. These three incredibly buff men, headbanging and slamming beers, fly past you in an open-top Corvette. Wesley, 
You're, <laughs> your gaze is drawn to your right as you pass a car full of these college-age people that appear to be quietly chatting. Uh, the young woman in the backseat glares at you when you fly by, blasting Megadeth and chugging four locos. You look down to your phone and real quick, and you see a text from your mom that says to take your vitamins, and that the date is June 27th, 2012. You gaze up towards Dar- Darian, who is behind the wheel, takes a swig of, swig of his Fiji water, and laughs as he turns the music down. Dudes, I'm stoked. We decided to do this. He fucking high-fives Todd. Work has been rough lately, and I needed a few days of drinking and partying. And they high-five again. They, uh, You guys all laugh, and then after the laughter dies down, um, there's a minute of just silence among you three as the song switches over. And normally, that'd be weird, but you know, you've known Todd since high school, if not before. And you've known Darius since uh, when you, you tried your go at college a few years back. Uh, and it wasn't really for you, but just as the uh, cool desert wind kind of blows through your hair, he cranks the music up, and you're kind of just, you zone out for a second. You're kind of you're shot back to um, about five years ago. And it was a Saturday night, and you and Todd were at the club. Club Passion. You're hunting girls, but mostly you were just drinking. Um, you hear a man yell something, and then the music just flat out cuts out. And all the dancing just stops. And you see this like circle kind of form, and they back up. And in the middle of it, you see this man, and he's like standing over this woman, and her face is all bloody. And he has his fist raised in like this, like, like, like he's gonna, like he's fucking gonna fight someone. But in front of him, there's these like three really big guys, like these big white dudes, and they have like these like collared shirts. Laugh at him. They all rush him at the same time, and the two of them grab them by his arms, and the other one just like punches him in the gut and just starts laughing. And then Todd looks at you, just like, just confusion, just like, huh? And what do you, what do you do? Wesley's instinctively a defensive person and, yeah. like, loves to protect people. Yeah. Doesn't see, seem this is a fair fight, so let's go interject. Todd smiles just, and he, and he smiles and he's missing a tooth that he lost last weekend. And he smiles and he goes, fuck yeah, dude. And just, like, that you guys just run, because he's also muscular, too. Yeah. And you both just, like, run into this, these guys. And what's your first plan of action? Because you're running from behind them. <laughs> from behind them? Yeah, like, and you, and uh, Darren, this guy looks at you, and as he looks up as you guys are running, and he just, like, has this faint smile. <laughs> I run up and, uh, since I'm coming up from behind them, jump up and, like, grab one of the guy's heads and just go straight down <laughs> to the ground. Pile driver. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you call that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, he falls with you. Um, and just instantly you like <laughs> knock him out. He, it's like he's never fought someone who's fought back. <laughs> and then Todd does a similar thing, except well, he doesn't do something. He jumps up and just fucking kicks him with both feet. The other guy that's holding Darius. It's a drop kick on him. Yeah, and that guy just goes and just pukes and falls backwards. And then Darius is kind of let free, and the other guy's like, oh shit. And then Darius just like puts his fists together and pulls them down on the guy's head and just. The guy like knocks out, <laughs> gets knocked out. Gotta fucking go, man! And all three of you just bolt as like security guards are just like rushing to you guys, and you all three pile into presumably Darian's car, <laughs> and he turns the key and just jams it. And you guys are fucking flying away, um, just as you hear you hear some sirens, but you guys are far away now. 
Oh, thanks, dudes. My name's Darian. My friends call me Dee Dee, though. What, what's your guys' names? I'm Wesley. <laughs> awesome, Wesley. And then Todd's like, my name's Todd, dude. <laughs> he goes, oh, and he's like, why he wipes his face. He wipes the blood off his face on his shirt. And he goes, ugh. Haven't been a scrap like that in a while. And and just then, um, as he says that, um, the radio just kicks on again. And it begins playing a song. Um, and he goes, you guys fight often? I, I, I fuck, Eddie. I fucking fight all the time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, I owe you guys... More food, some food and some drinks. Let's go to like a like a like a diner or something. I don't know. Let's just get the fuck away from here. Sounds good <clears> to me. <laughs> and just then, uh, the song kicks into full swing even and more, and it gets into the verses. And he goes, "God, I love metal music, but this song reminds me of my dad." It's nineteen seventy six, man. Fucking good year for music. He begins singing the verse just dramatically, and just like he's just full turned around to you as the car's going. <laughs> <laughs> Mirrors on the ceiling, pink champagne on ice, and then fucking Todd joins in just out of nowhere. Dude, and we're just fuck. And she said we're all prisoners here, dude. Oh, and Darius goes of our own device. And then uh, Darius is fully like his body is turned around. His his legs are facing forwards, but his body is spun around at you. And he goes, Wesley. They gather in the master's chambers. Gather for the feast, and then you're just you're brought back to reality as a hot pain just goes up your up your arm. And Todd pulls back his arm and says, "Fuck, bro, you're zoning out, bro. What you fucking doing, dude? Wait, what? <laughs> you're you're in the you're in you're back in the car with your friends and the, the metal music, right?" <laughs> shake my head like trying to recalibrate where, where what uh Darren turns around I'm getting tired boys let's stop at this fucking hotel up here alright yeah yeah you, you okay Wesley he looks at you in the rear view uh, yeah I think I just I need some rest or something I don't know maybe maybe another drink yeah or yeah yeah totally um, and he has this concerned look, and he keeps this, and it goes away. And he drives away. He drives to the place. Pykel, your champagne glass clinks against Maggie's, and you both take a swig. I I know you don't drink much, honey, but it's so nice to see you relax like this. She sets her glass stand down and embraces you warmly. <laughs> <laughs> These these past five years have been just like, so fucking good, Matt. My little mad scientist. She slaps you on the chest playfully and then walks over to the mirror. And you do feel glad that you guys decided to take a weekend. You have you don't really take time for yourself, and especially with this new job at Orion's Bow. You've been really stressed, and you've always wanted to see California. And you've heard so much about Hotel Rerum. You look over the mirror and you see your wife's blonde hair, it falls 
uh, beautifully over her shoulders, and her, her vibrant blue eyes lock with you, and she goes, What are you staring at? Just and, you. <laughs> <laughs> and just then you're taken back. You're suddenly just thrown into your mind. Like, you know, it happens sometimes to you. Uh, back, to the day, back to the day you met her when you two were in high school. It was a week before prom, and you were just finishing up at chess club. Your friend Marvin moves his his, his rook up, drawing you into a chessmate. Into a chessmate. Into a checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> Dude, chessmate. Chess crazy mate. move. Yeah. Um, and in the back of your head, you hear, uh, like, because you he's he's full. He's about to beat you. Mm-hmm. You don't see any other moves. In the back of your head, you hear your mother say, "I always keep them on their toes, Michael. Just because you're smaller doesn't mean you are weaker." Nobody wants to fight a crazy man with nothing to lose. What do you do? And it's like a flimsy, uh, like, folding card table. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's sitting there. I was gonna hit him with it. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him with it? <laughs> Pick up the whole fucking table and hit him with it? <laughs> well, I was just gonna, like, straight up punch him because I'm, like, mad I'm losing. I'm throwing the table at him. Okay, yeah, you like, grab the edge of the table and you fucking flip it on him yeah. and all the pieces scatter on him and he's like, man, come on, man. And he's like, he's like underneath the table trying to push it off. Yeah. You're like, checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> Just as he's getting up. Yeah. I like knew, I was like, he's gonna do something with that. He's gonna do something to him. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, just as Maggie Drawer walks in, just as, after you finish that, she goes, oh hi, Michael. You ready to go get a shake? Sure. <laughs> Marvin jumps up to like follow you <laughs> before you look at him. Yeah. Do you do anything? I like turn and I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. And just goes and starts picking up the pieces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. So. <laughs> So you look back at, at Maggie, um, and you uh, you just think of how just how fucking cool this chick is. Mm. Like she's student class president, head of the AV club, head of the literature club, and head of being your fucking best friend. And she also knows how to throw back some wine. Yeah. Um. And she realizes that you're staring at her. She's like, "Well, are you coming?" I would just kind of like look around, be like, yeah, and I'd just start like <laughs> running. <laughs> She's like, bye, Marvin. <laughs> just laughing. Uh, as you guys are walking to your car, she goes, uh, so, Pykel, uh, I know I know prom is coming up, and I was, I was curious if you had a date. I kind of just like ponder for a moment. Mm-hmm. Seems that way, I guess. She looks like kind of, kind of defeated. Like, oh, oh. Okay. That's, I understand. Yeah, I'm sure she's great. Hmm. Can I, like, interject a little bit? Okay. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> I have this, like, I don't know, it's like a little, like, spinning, you know, like those, like, music boxes or whatever. Sure. So, okay, so I, like, pull that out of my bag and it, like, asks her to prom. <laughs> she goes... And it just, like, spins and, like, has, like, movements and stuff. She, she, she jumps up excitedly and just gives you this, like, this super hard embrace. Is this like 1962? What's going on? I mean, it's, it's in the 80s, I would yeah, think. Yeah, so like 45. I guess I, well, 
doesn't seem that old. Catches herself that she was hugging you and pushes you, but she goes, don't get any ideas. It's not like we're going to fall in love. I'm just like, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> um, she hops in her car, and the radio, the radio scratches on. She cranks it up as she says, oh, I love this song, Michael. It fi- the radio fills your ears as she pulls out of the parking lot. She begins singing to you, Michael. So I called up the captain. Please bring me my wine. He said, we haven't had that spirit here. And you look at her and she like, her eye twitches and she goes, her head like turns on the side and she goes, since 1969. And all those voices, they're calling far away. Why? 19... And then you're taken back to the hotels. You feel a kiss being planted on your face. Uh, <laughs> command control to Major Pykel, and she, like, knocks on your head. Um, are we going? As you look over your shoulder, you see this, uh, like, this, uh, your planner that you've left open on the side table. Um, and it, uh, it says that it's June 29th, 2000. Are we gonna, like, go do something? Yeah, sorry, and, I was and, just, you know, thinking. And as you look around the hotel, um, the, like, floor and the ceiling's the same color. It's, like, an orange. And all the furniture is, like, a blue. And, like, all the furniture is, like, this 80s style. It looks brand new, but it's all, like, 80s. Like, the TV is, like, you know, wood grain. Um, and you're, you just think it must just be the aesthetic of this hotel. And just as she opens the door, um, you hear a mission bell. It, like, rings. And Frank... Um, you smile proudly as you hear that bell toll. You stop writing on your desk calendar and realize it's already Friday. It's already Friday. My sermon is only two days away. <laughs> You're eternally grateful for the chance to spread the Lord's message here in California. A little unorthodox to have it connected to a hotel, but the residing father is having surgery and he'll be out for the week. Um, as you glance up and down these old monastery walls that Hotel Rerum is built around a part of intertwined with take a be- another note of the beautifully crafted stained glass of uh, the beautiful of the Lady of Sorrows. The Blessed Virgin Mary is shown in, in a mournful state with seven long knives piercing her heart. Beautiful. The bell finishes its toll as you uh, kind of tidy up your papers under. Underneath those papers is a is this uh, old leather bound book. It's the Bible that your father gave you. Of course. And as you touch it, you feel it kind of has this electricity to it, and it sends you. You feel like your mind being sent back to 1976, your sophomore year of high school. Standing in the hallway, you hear someone scream. Hey, I'm talking to you with some other profanities I don't want to say. <laughs> then there is a crash. What do you do? I turn. You turn? Abruptly. You see a, like, a bunch of students standing around. You see these, these kids in the middle, and you only see one of them, and it's this, this, uh, this big muscular white kid, and he's like pointing, screaming at the ground at somebody. I rush over. Um, this, this, this big kid is beating on this young black man that you know his name is uh, Jonathan. 
Um, he's been very kind to you. I mean, he's, you don't really have a relationship with each other, but um, he's never done any harm to anybody. He's just very into his studies. Um, he's currently, like, pu pulling his glasses off his face that were shattered. And he doesn't seem to be doing anything, even though he is not a small person. Like, he's almost as big as this guy, but he doesn't seem to be... He's not even defending himself. He's kind of just letting it happen. Like, he doesn't want to hurt this, but he's just sitting there, and he's... On, well, he's just taking a knee, and he stands up in front of the guy. He goes, I will not hurt you. And the kid just punches him one more time. <laughs> what do you say? Um, or do? I'm gonna shove, shove the kid that's punching the guy. You shove him? Yeah. You're a smaller young man. Um, you walk up to him and you shove him and you try to, but it's like, it doesn't even really rock him. You push on him, and he just, you're just like, what do you say when you, when you shove him? What do you think you're doing? He looks down at you and goes, you're defending him? What's he ever done to you? Look at him. He exists. All That's I see what it is. is a human, unlike you, pea-brained, no good lazy thing of rocks. And he just reels back and punches you right in the head. <laughs> and your world just goes black for a second. Um, you kind of come to and you're, you're, you're in the nurse's office and you look down at your shirt and you see a sizable blood stain. Your nose kind of hurts. And the vice principal walks up to you. Just looks at you disappointedly. It's kind of hurt. What's well, what you... Jonathan okay? Shook's you confused. Yeah, he's fine. What? You got in a fight with another student? Well, Leroy was beating on Jonathan. Uh, that's not what, that's not what uh, Leroy said. He said that you and Jonathan were picking on him. Now, Frank, you're, Franklin, you're going to be suspended for a few days. Um, your mom is on her way to come pick you up. But that's, that's not what happened. We don't like liars here. When you come back, I want a different attitude. She pats you on the shoulder and she walks away. It's not happening. Um, Franklin? Your mom walks into the school and picks you up without a word. Doesn't say anything to anybody. And the whole way home, she says nothing. So unless you want to say something, she does not say anything. Nope, I won't say anything. She parks in the driveway and she goes... Taps on the uh, steering wheel. I'm not mad, Frankie. She looks over to you. She looks like she's been crying. People like that need to be stood up to. Just trying to help Jonathan. I'm just sorry the school doesn't see it like that. She leans over and gives you a kiss on the forehead. I know. But they should. Someday. You'll help with that. And she uh, gets out, and you guys walk inside. She goes, your father wants to speak to you in his study. Okay. Um, you're called into your father's study, and as you walk in, it's lined with bookshelves. Um, he's a big he's a big book book reader. I started you reading really young. Um, one of the first books you read, he had you read the Bible. He's a very devout Catholic, and uh, but he also loves all works of fiction. He's a very kind man, but he's very stern with you. Most of your views that you have, you've gained through your parents. 
when you walk in, he's taking a sip of his whiskey. And he uh, stands up and gestures for you to take a seat in one of his comfy leather chairs. I do so. Um, he grabs a, shel- a book off one of the top shelves. And he uh, just kneels in front of you. He goes, So uh, I heard what happened today, Franklin. Yeah, Paul. You did the right thing. I saw right through their lies. It was just... I don't get it. Everyone is the same. We are the same. The Lord says to treat others with love and kindness. But that's not what anyone does. No. This world could do for a few more good guys. And he, uh... His hand was kind of like all resting on his knee and he lifts him and goes, Here, I want you to have this. My father gave me this when I was about your age. One happy day after church gave me this, told me to keep it safe. The very same church we go to. Lady of Sorrows. Now, the same day he gave it to me, he said, Read it, learn it, and love it. Now, I know you already know it. You already love it. So, what I want you to do I want you to spread it. I want you to share your word, but don't don't be forceful. People will come on their own to that in the eyes of God. And I want you to keep giving your message, okay? Okay, Paul. I want you to never change inside how much you care for people. No matter their color, no matter their creed, I want you to still love them, okay? Okay, Paul. I want you to keep standing up for the weak. And someday they can stand with you, protect. And he's getting all choked up. But remember, it doesn't always have to be with violence. Our God uses words. And with a tear that streaks down his cheek, which you've never seen him cry. Um, he places the book on your lap, and uh, he stands up. Would you like to listen to some records? Oh boy, Paul, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of places it just places it on some in the middle of a record and goes I do love this song Franklin he begins uh, gently singing and snapping his fingers last thing I remember I was running for the door I had to find the passage back to the place I was before but relax said the night man we are programmed to receive you can check out any time you like and just then he turns to you and like his head cracks sideways and he goes, but you can, you can never leave. Franklin. <laughs> and you're shot back to your door, your door, office door being open. And this young couple walks up to you. Mavis, you're uh, leaning up against the car pumping gas as Jewel and Chad make out in the front seat. Ew. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> You look out at the little gas station, and, and Luke appears to be talking to the gas the gas attendant. She seems to be just entranced with him. The gas pump clicks off, and your total your total sits in front of you, and it's like an old school old school gas pump, like you'd see in like a like grease or something. Like that's like the flip. It's not even digital. The numbers are all flip. Yeah. And you pull out your card to like you know put it in the card reader, and there doesn't even seem to be that anywhere on it. Right. So, I guess you'd have to walk inside. What do you do when the the door rings as you open it up? Uh, 
first I grab like a bag of Funyuns and uh, I head up to the counter. Sure. Um, and as you walk in, you, it looks weird in here. Like it looks straight out of an 80s movie. Can you, uh, and as you grab your bag of Funyuns, the packaging looks freaking weird. Like it's totally not, it looks like a throwback or something. Okay. Can you roll a perception for me? I botched. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Oh, shit. oh no. no. I'm lucky. Oh. oh, okay. That's right. You're lucky. Art have used it twice. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's an 88, the same, same botch line. I got last time on a perception roll. Okay, well, um, you don't really notice any, any of the other labels then, I guess. You just notice the funnies look weird. You just ignore everything else when you... Mm, funions. I'm like uh, <laughs> You as you turn you hear the woman like she keeps like putting her, her arm on her hand on Lucas's arm like ah, you're so many and she's like smacking this gum blowing bubbles and shit. She goes Are you like are you like guys staying at Hotel Rearm tonight? And Luke just Lucas goes kind of goes, oh, I don't know, maybe. Because they're, like, going to have, like, a live DJ. And there's going to be a dance mixer in the courtyard. But my mom works on the premises, so, like, I live there, and it's pretty cool. She blows a big bubble and kind of, like, glares at you when you walk up next to Lucas. What do you do? Funyuns, please. And gas. <laughs> Lucas fucking just laughs. Just so rubs <laughs> And like lets you pay, and she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you guys there, maybe. Uh. <laughs> and you guys, uh, you pull out of the gas station and into the hotel, the parking lot of the hotel, and uh, has this grand entrance. Um, like there's like these uh, these poles that are like architecturally like thicker and they look like they're almost artwork as they're lining this this cement walkway and there's benches all through it and there's also like fountains on each side that are like shooting up water every once in a while <clears throat> and that looks newer and then the actual hotel has the same like adobe like bricks almost like and looks like patches have been like fixed and the it looks like the windows must have been replaced because they look a lot uh, more modern um and uh so they're like these big uh, open windows and like there's these two flanking doors that open up to the lobby that have glass all in the front. So you can see in the lobby and there's a bunch of people milling around inside. <clears throat> so all four of you guys kind of walk into the hotel and you're greeted by... On each side there is like a seating. People are sitting chatting and there's two archways that must lead deeper into the hotel and around is this grand front desk in like this circular manner just dead center inside the room and uh, there's a couple of attendants uh manning it but the one that locks eyes with you first is this older ge older gentleman with like um this like wickedly cut that comes into a point of uh, like a goatee and stuff and he's standing in front of the counter if you guys walk up cool welcome to hotel rerum how are you i'm good i have a room for Osterling. Ah, yes, Osterling. Mm. And he turns around and he... There's like all these keys. 
sitting on like these hooks behind the counter and he'll grab grab one for you um, and then he grabs uh, two more and goes here's for you Osterling and then he slides the other two to the, uh, the other two people he goes enjoy your stay at Hotel Rerum just gives this like wicked smile at you like it's not friendly it's not pleasant it's wicked and not like wicked as in like you know, like sweet. It's For like, all you young kids out yeah. there that don't know the actual. <laughs> yeah, dude, just not make, wicked <laughs> like the musical. Either. It's, it's not fucking lit, dude. It's like scary. <laughs> wicked. And uh, just as you guys kind of turn away from the counter, we uh, the scene it, it like hops back to Wesley. Um, you three turn into the parking lot, slide into a backspace. Fucking Todd's still rocking out. He's like, yeah, yeah. We did this fucking song kicks ass, man. Um, and you pile out of the car and grab your bags, and you're kind of greeted to a similar, a similar view that she saw. Do you say anything to your friends as they get out? Dude, this is gonna be so wicked. This is gonna be. Oh, That Wait. time wicked, not like evil. Not like yeah. Not like, 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 like that, that that time it's like it's like super neat. Yeah. <laughs> super Just cool. Just to clarify. Yeah. Gee whiz guys, we're gonna have a lot so of fun. Excited. Gee willikers. Uh, yeah. just <laughs> as you guys you guys walk on into the hotel and greeted the similar thing except behind the counter, um, like there's less people because you guys kinda showed up before and there's no one really in this lobby right now. Um there's only just one girl managing it. Um, she has this blonde hair and these piercing brown eyes. She says, "Oh, hello! Welcome to ho- welcome to Hotel Rerum. My name is Tiffany, but you can call me Tiff." And she smiles just sweetly at you. Hey, what's up, Tiff? <laughs> Roll a perception with a plus twenty, please. Um, I thought you were gonna say tit for some reason. <laughs> I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> nice tits, Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> no good. No bueno. What'd you get though? You got a failure? Yeah. Yeah, because I had a a 60. She looks weird for like a millisecond, but you don't really register what it is. And then behind her, you hear like 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 some faint voices like almost coming from those hallways from behind her, but you don't... It's like not... It sounds like a a wavy voice, if that makes any sense. But you don't pick up anything and you don't even understand if you even heard it. How do you react to... She's just kind of looking at you. She cocks her head. Something wrong, sweetie? No, no. I, uh, I think I just need some rest or some drinks. One of the two. She smiles. Um, she looks a little disappointed for a second. Her smile bursts through it, and she goes, "Okay, um, yeah, here's your keys." And she tosses each of you guys a separate room key. Uh, how about uh, I'll take I'll take you I'll take you up. Just follow me. I'll give you a little tour. She hops over the desk. She's fucking just off so he's a door, but she hops <laughs> over it. And uh she leads you around around the desk into the uh the next room through the archway. As you're looking around, it looks this freaking whole building looks like it's straight out of the nineteen eighty six. Like the furniture has like that like those off weird colors. It kinda like her dice bag, like this like flowery and like weird like oranges. Yeah. Um you're greeted by like beautiful grand staircases that lead up presumably into an, another layer of another level of the floor but flanking both sides of them um there's like a there's a doorway right into the middle and then as you turn to your left to look there's another the 
desk almost continues through the wall. There's two men that seem to be talking at it, and they have like these like weird like old-fashioned hats on and like these uniforms, and they're like pushing these cylinders um, into these tubes, and the, and the you hear like a sucking noise, and the tubes are being sucked up into the ceiling, or they're going into the floor. And uh, as you you kind of like turn your gaze from that, you look out through the archway and you see like this glass hallway and like a courtyard. Like you see like some trees and shit, like some gra grass. Um, and she takes you into there. She goes, "This is the this is the main hall. Um, there is the our, our we call that the, the tubes. The tubes. Yeah, it's like a, they're tube loaders. Uh -huh. They send messages up to all the guests. Um, they receive orders for the kitchen." You mean I have one in my room? Yeah. Every room will have one. This is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm send all kinds of messages. Oh. Maybe to you. <laughs> she blushes. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, and then uh, here's the staircases. You're welcome to take it, but there's also elevators on the other side. Um, and you guys walk into the glass hallway. Um, it's literally lined with glass depicting the whole courtyard and you see a pool off to the left and as you look over the pool there's like a humongous covered like patio area that's like underneath with like there's like columns supporting up the ceilings and stuff mm -hmm. there's like lounge chairs and picnic tables and there's like servers walking around um and then through the glass on the other side of the courtyard there's like a stage and there's looks like there's people setting up for uh, some sort of performance um, and to your right, there's a, a grand doorway, and to your left, there is an open doorway that leads into more of the hotel. And the elevator chimes. She, like, begins pulling on your arm. And your friend's already waiting. And as you look over, Todd is just, like, giving you, like, a fucking thumbs up. Dude. He's, like, just dead. This, like, shit-eating grins on his face. And <laughs> Darren's just, like, kind of, like, hand over his head, like, shaking his head at Todd. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go back to Pykel. You step out of your room. And you're in the hallway, and you're currently on the top floor in one of the one of the eight deluxe suites. The embassy suite, of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, she turns to you. She's a little red faced, and uh, she says, "Where do you want to go first? There's a cocktail lounge. There's a swimming pool. There's a courtyard. We can grab dinner in the grand hall. We could lounge by the pool. We could even go to the group living quarters and hang out with some people. What do you think, sweetie? The dining hall." Post haste. <laughs> Post haste indeed. I was awfully fancy back in the day. Sure, you take the uh, elevator down, and uh, just as you're walking out, you see um, this uh, a Chinese, a big Chinese man be pulled into a door. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, will you roll me, roll me a sense the unknown, the plus thirty, please. Boy, thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you, uh, you're hit with deja vu, but you don't know at any reason why. Uh, have, have you, uh, as Ranzen, had deja vu before? Yes. Um, Too many times, actually. <laughs> okay, go on. It kind of, it gets you, it makes you nauseous for a split second, because, like, your brain's trying to remember something, and it just, it cannot. Um, and you uh, kind of shake your head and spin back around, and uh, you walk through the grand door into the grand hallway, and you're greeted to this, like, beautiful room there's like a fireplace on one of the walls um there's like this huge wooden oak table where like people are sitting uh, there's like chairs all lining it and there's servers coming out of the kitchen bringing food 
Um, and you just kind of hop a seat. It's like almost like a communal eating center, but there's enough room where you could be separated from people if you wanted to be. And you sit down and they place a, you grab a menu and what what is what does Pike order on his? The rarest steak. <laughs> the rarest steak. Yeah. Okay. Blue. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blue. She's almost screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Just slap the ass to have her run through. Yep. <laughs> I always pictured Pike as a veal man. Some veal. Veal's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um. See, so yeah, your your uh, your steak is placed in front of you. You begin cutting into it and taking taking some bites, and she orders a salad. She's sitting there, and you feel, like, at your feet, you feel like a brushing, like something brushed past you. What do you do? I look to see what it was. You just kind of look underneath the table. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there's a dog sitting down at the end of the ta- underneath the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and give me, make another of those rolls that we had earlier, except a plus, a plus 40. Uh, sensing? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, you like blink a few times and the dog disappears. The, it was like a big German Shepherd and it disappears from your feet. You get a deja vu again. And I don't know, how would you react to that? I would just be like, oh. just brushed off like it's nothing. You've been drinking a little too much. Yeah, the wine's hit me. <laughs> and, uh,. Just as you you shake your head and you dig into your another food, you go, "This is so good." We come back to Frank. The this couple is standing in front of you, and they're like nerve. They're kind of they're both very nervous. Uh, can you roll me a perception, please? Yes, of course. I would love to. Thirty-one. So that is what a high a success. High success. They're obviously very nervous, and you the smell of alcohol kind of comes off them. They don't seem to be intoxicated, but they definitely probably have had a few. Okay. Being a man that doesn't really ever partake in it, it's easy for you to smell it. Um, and on her, on her, one of her hands, she has an engagement ring on. I put encampment ring. I want the encampment ring. But so it's I not can, an, it's an engagement ring. So I can do encampments. <laughs> and as you look at her hand, um, you're focusing on it. It's very pretty. Um, it kind of, there's a white glow kind of goes over her hand for a second. And then roll me your sensei unknown with a plus 30, please. 86. So no. That's a failure. Damn. Yeah, so it goes away pretty quickly. I don't know how you'd even you'd even think anything of it. Um, trick of the light. Trick of the light. And she, they just, the guy's kind of like, goes, um, so, like, how do we do this? What precisely are you here for? <laughs> Face I'm palms. sorry, I'm, I'm filling in. He goes, oh, I, I'm planning a, we- a, a wedding for Sunday, after dinner. And I wanted to, to talk to you before we did it. Um, and he looks really nervous. Yes, yes, of course, come in, sit down. Oh, okay, good. I, we're ready. Um, it's just, it's on the whim, we kind of came out here. Um, we were planning a wedding back home, but it was all the fighting from our families. It was getting too much. And it, we felt like we, we'd make them, we'd make one mad if we did it this way and we'd make one. So we decided just to make both of them mad and just do what we wanted. Cause it's about us anyway. Uh, yes. Um, so we 
um, the plan, the wedding was going to be this Sunday anyway. But, uh, we called ahead and we're, we planned to have it this year instead with all the nice people we've met here. Um, all right. And then they kind of go, he kind of goes through some more plans with you and they kind of show you the vows they've been working on. You give them some pointers and they leave and you're, uh, it's about, like, it's about 6.30 p.m. Um, you know, currently dinner is still being served. Um, and it, it's, a, yeah, it's wrapping up in the next probably 30 minutes. You should, you could probably get down there and get yourself a plate, but, um, I mean, just ultimately, what, what would Frank do at this point? Um, yes, please, food. Food? Is good. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, you spryly walk, you kind of, you take the, uh, the way through the courtyard, um, through all the people that are kind of lounging around in the pools, and uh, as you kind of you break you break out, you see the doors kind of pull, and you see the back of this this big Chinese man being pulled by Tiffany, who you know. I do know. Uh, roll sense the animal plus thirty, please. Yes, don't fail me now. How much are you off? I'm off by three. You could you could flip a token. I could. I'm going to. A token flips so black. So forty nine with a plus thirty. I flip the token. Mm-hmm. I do get it. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to make um, a tally in the left-hand corner of your sheet for me, please. Okay. Just just a tally. That's all I want. Um, and you see the back of this man, and, and Deja Vu rushes into you, and you recognize this person? And just as the doors close, you see the, like, the, bl- the glimpse of his face. Just like, and you, you recognize this man. You don't know from what. And... You feel your leg, it starts to get a little sore. And Odd. you do some stretches and it kind of goes away. But and you're just confused. Why, how, why would you recognize this person? And you make your way into the dining hall. Just, I imagine, a little pondering on, on the brain. Um, as you approach into the grand dining hall, you're greeted to a similar thing I described to Shane. Except you notice a few of the people, you recognize a lot of them. As they're saying, they all kind of wave at you. You've been here for about a week, but you've easily made plenty of friends here. And just as you come in, the door swing open and you see a a kitchen. Can you roll another one, please? I know, 76. Again, a little deja vu. It's a little concerning, but maybe you just, maybe you had a dream you were here or something. And uh, you take a seat at the table, and you, and, and server comes and gets your order, and you hear you hear a like a loud laugh. How does how does Pykele laugh, Shane? Posterously. <laughs> Can you give me one? No. Posterously laugh. I'm just not a loud person. So. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you you like lock eyes with this person. I need both of you to roll me since the unknown plus plus forty this time though. Booyah! Okay. 36. 36? What'd you get? 49. I was over by 3. You could flip a token. You could. But we could die. Well, <laughs> we're not would. advancing anything this way. So this is true. Flip it. Determinedly. Boisterously. <laughs> <laughs> a, a token coyly is flipped. Yeah. <laughs> My, I'm a, little, I'm a little blushed now. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys lock eyes. You feel instantly nauseous Mm -hmm. your brain your head just begins to hurt slightly and you guys lock eyes and you both know each other 
do we have like all our past memories no. with each other? No, Absolutely we just know not. each other. Like I know you. Yeah, so put a little checky marky for me, please. Both of you. What? A little, a little, a little uh, tally. Oh, okay. Just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when that ever, if that ever gets. Up to five, let me know. Okay. Yeah, and yours, the, it goes away pretty quickly that you know this guy. You just know that maybe you met him somewhere, mm-hmm. but you don't frequent many churches as right. Michael. Like, not that you're against religion or anything. It's just, you don't really Logically raise... doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and, but you, you remember specifically a, a, just a moment you had with this person where he was just drunk to the point where he was just crying and you've come across him in this weird looking building of like, it's like underground or something. And you came to the sound of his tears of just the noise. You thought it was maybe someone got hurt or maybe you're not sure. Um, and it stops when you enter the room. And wh- how does that interaction go with the two? Hi, Cole. Do I like know his name? So this is in his head. So oh, like, how did oh. this scene happen in the past? Like, he walked in onto you, kind of like mm. you were crying, thinking just about what's happening. You were drunk, right? And okay. so you're drunk. You can act drunk if you want. <laughs> Don't have to. All right. <laughs> I think was everything all right? They kind of like brush my eyes off. I'm like, yeah, okay. Are you sure? Just like, stick. I take my flask and I just start drinking. <laughs> Michael, as <clears throat> he asks, are you okay? Um, you feel like, like in, in this whole situation, um, you're kind of overtaken in your drunk state, like how much you care about this guy. Like you, you hate that you're caring about these people around you and it's really stressful for you. Mm-hmm. You long for his ability to care about it, people, like the way he does. Because every person he meets, he... He cares about them, no matter what they are, even if they're rude to him. Mm-hmm. And what do you say with just with realization that, like, this is your friend? This is my pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. I, I'm i very fond of, of you as well. In fact, I call you one of my closest friends, which, although it might seem odd, I, I have not very many outside of the church. I just kind of look... Are you, like, standing? Am I, like, sitting now? Okay. I imagine, yeah. Okay. I just kind of look up at you. I've got, like, these huge, like, baby-like eyes. Like, puppy dog-like eyes. I'm just like... Oh. <laughs> 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 just, like, staring at you like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know very much about all that you've been through, Paikul. But... If you ever do need someone to talk to, I know Grim can be a bit well, grim at times. Yes. <laughs> but if you ever feel like you you don't want to talk to him, I I am here for you. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like stand up, but I just give you like the big. I don't like hurt you, but I give you like a big hug. <laughs> big old hug. Yeah. I, I, I pat him on the back. And uh, you kind of you come back to like a plate being placed in front of you, and uh, you're both still looking at each other. And you kind of remember that, but it's, and it, it starts to get a little blurry, okay. but like, you still remember that feeling, mm-hmm. the feeling of like friendship, camaraderie you had between each other, but you don't know why. This is so odd. And I, I wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as he waves at you, you feel like, 
you also kind of just the way from him he's projecting because he's with his powers he when he waves at you mm. his tips kind of glow a little bit like this pure white and you also feel how he felt just that camaraderie and compassion and friendship between each other mm-hmm. and I want you to put another check mark on it another little tally I keep calling them check marks check marks tallies whatever um and you kind of, you feel that compassion again and just as you you and Maggie stand up mm-hmm. and behind you when you look and you turn around you see this man and he has this wicked triangle goatee and he goes please Michael the band is starting soon and that's what we're going to call it what, did you guys have fun? my band of trepid adventurers did you guys have fun? yeah, yeah. I know it's a little different than what we normally do mm-hmm. but I liked it I liked the role play you yeah. <laughs> Yo, same. same. Yeah, it's so hard. Well, like, just, just not good at it. Just, just, gotta, just, just do it. Just improv. Uh, yeah, no, it. Like, don't even this. The first thing that comes to your head, just say it. Yeah. That's how the it's hard how shit happens. Yeah. Luckily, that's how Wesley is. Just do it. Exactly. Well, um, there you guys are. You guys are in the uh, Ooh, doggy. In wherever. I know you asked if you could read your book in that text, and I would have let you. But I was trying to think of, like, how is way he can read his book? And then I thought of, like, the land I've been describing, and I'm like... Yeah, I wasn't sure. It'll make more sense when more time progresses, because it's not just going to be bros hanging out. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you like Todd's voice, Dee? I Todd just was, love it. Todd was my favorite. <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Wesley, so, <laughs> well, I'll save that for later. That was the guy you rescued so. in case two. <laughs> yeah. How's it fucking going, dude? Do you want to go like fucking hit up the slopes, dude? <laughs> Dirks doesn't seem to care for it. Chad. I love Chad. Or Todd. Sorry. Todd. I want to keep calling him Chad. Because Chad's because... Jules' boyfriend. Yeah, they're yeah. also two bro names. So. Right. Chad but, or um, Kyle or something like that. Kyle. Awesome. Kyle. <laughs> if you like the show and you want to support the show, give us that review on iTunes. That'd be so good. Please do that. Um, if you want to... You know, follow us on Twitter. We're at Grim Encounters. Um, I'm pretty active on there. We can chat. We can talk. We can share spoopy stories if you want. Um, we'll even give you a virtual kiss. I'm virtually happy. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to do virtual fellatio. <laughs> oh. But, oh. I mean, that would be me. better. That's just me. You have to at that's least me. give me a follow for me to do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just spit on myself. <laughs> Honey, chill. She's ready for that flesh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I want you all to build a portal to the unknown and then jump inside it. Um, and then I want you to all be living into this weird reality that may or may not be a continuous. But anyway, I want you to do all this and then I want you to be having weird memory flashbacks and then in those flashbacks I want your mother to rip off her face skin and run at you and say stay spooked out there.